Hello and welcome to the Y777 podcast. Uh, today is going to be a topic a little um, uh, how do I put this? Uh, it's something that I've been struggling with recently, uh, sort of, like I said with the last episode. Um, it's letting go. Uh, I am one of those people that, I mean, in my opinion, I do have a pretty good memory, but that's, um, to the company that I keep and my family, um, they don't always have the best memory, so, I mean, out of the bunch, better than most, I guess, um, probably, it's gonna be average, really, uh, but, the problem with having a little bit of a stronger memory is you don't always just remember the good times, and that's what I want to talk about today. Now, this one isn't just how you should do this or why this happened. No, it, it's not that. Um, and honestly, this is probably going to be more of the format because this is a little bit more real. This isn't me just being a presenter saying like, okay, let's open up the Bible. Here's verse 2, you know. I know it wasn't really always like that beforehand, but still, this is me. Not necessarily laid back, but I'm not trying to act, I guess. Trying not to be happy-go-lucky because uh, for some topics, I'm not going to lie, it's difficult. It really is. I've recorded at least one episode that I just couldn't put out because of the controversy behind it. Now, I will say it is about the current situation here in America. Uh, I wasn't necessarily racist in the episode. It's just... It's just... From my point of view, with the protesting, it just wouldn't have gone over well. Uh, let's just say, from my point of view, it's more of an ad campaign for the people in the positions of power, you know, to actually do something. You know, to me, the protesting is just shining a light on something. And I'm not just saying, like, uh, police brutality, racism, or anything like that. Like, any kind of protest, really, is more of, like I said, an ad campaign. Um, but, I mean, you know, diving into a topic as sensitive as that, you know, it's very touch-and-go. But... just had to take a sip of water. But, um, 
So, that brings me to today. Letting go. There's so many songs, so many verses about let go. Um, I grew up in a church camp that had a song. Uh, pretty much the, the course was cast your cares on Jesus for he cares for you. That's pretty much the entire song except for one or two verses that differentiated, but that was the song because it is, you know, it is important to know that that's how you get over this stuff. Um, I mean, for everybody, it's different. Sometimes it's just talking about your problems. That cures it, or other times... You, know, you actually have to see the person that you've wronged or the person that wronged you, which is even more difficult than um, talking about like just simply talking about your issues. But I mean. It's different for everybody, like I said. Uh, but with letting go, uh, pretty much I'm just going to talk about where I've been recently. Hopefully, this can help. So, like I said last time, I've been sort of a little bit of a life crisis. Uh, not necessarily midlife crisis. I think I'm a little too young for that. <laughs> At least I hope it wasn't a midlife crisis, but hey, you never know. But uh, but with this crisis, it of course uh, I think I said this last time brought on a lot of stress. A lot of anxiety, worry, you know. Uh, not necessarily depression. I mean, yes, symptoms of depression, but I don't think it was full-blown, if that makes sense at all. Um, and, uh, you know, depression can be very minor, but... Um, anyway. But I was in this rut... And honestly, I'm still trying to climb out of the hole that I'm in. Um, <sighs> and I'm not going to lie, it's, um, it's difficult because my method, uh, because I'm not in position, I'm not in that position where I can see the people I've wronged and actually... Um, you know, have that discussion with them where there can be forgiveness. Uh, I live far away from them, and I don't have the phone number, stuff like that, or an email or an address, so I can't really communicate with them. Uh, so I've started keeping a journal, and, and that brings me to where this gets a little messy. 
because some of what I have still been holding on to, uh, those people have unfortunately passed on. Uh, sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. He's playing with the chew toy. Um, hopefully that adds a little bit more lightheartedness to this, but... Uh, anyway, so some of those people, like I said, have passed on, uh, mainly due to health issues. Uh, my best friend from when I was five years old, uh, this is pretty much where the problem really started to take root, and it repeated itself, essentially. Uh, and I'm going to try to talk about both. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I did, when I was writing this all down, trying to just get it off my chest and actually grieve, actually mourn them, because that's part of the issue. I never did truly mourn their loss. I just sort of went past it and of course looking back I did have some regrets <laughs> um, not only from when they were alive but uh, as I'm about to talk about at my friend's funeral it wasn't anything drastic I should say <laughs> I didn't do anything rash or anything like that uh, it's just you know I'll, We'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, but, so, uh, when I was five, pretty much lived in small town USA. Um, middle of Pennsylvania. And, you know, uh, I am an introvert. Which is part of the reason why I'm trying the podcast. Uh, just so I can get a feel for it, and hopefully from there, better uh, relay uh, the message to a wider audience and actually in person, uh, but doing the podcast first, just to sort of work out the kinks, uh, you know, get rid of the cogs in the machine, essentially, uh, because like I said, I am an introvert. I used to be a lot shyer. Uh, I'm starting to grow out of that. Um, mainly because I have to. Uh, I know I can't live my life being shy or anything like that. Um, because that's not the way that we were made. We were made to be in a community, and, you know, to be a part of a community, you actually have to talk to people. You actually have to try to be friendly with them. So, but when I was younger, I used to be really shy. Um, actually, I've been told for the first year or two of my life, I just refused to talk. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> um, 
honestly don't really remember anything from when I was that little, but, you know, this is all just establishing the point. Uh, but anyway, so when I was five, uh, just started kindergarten, started to make a couple friends, and one of them was Cooper, who at the time was my best friend. And we had a lot in common. Uh, he and I were both big Star Wars fans. He actually introduced me to Marvel, uh, and this was before, like, just a year or two before it became, uh, before they started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, or maybe that year, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, it was in 2007, so I think it was the year before, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, he and I were just really good friends, and he never really made it to the end of first grade, because really... That year, he was diagnosed with cancer. And, I mean, he's just really a kid. You know, he was friends with pretty much everybody. Uh, but since I didn't really have a lot of friends at the time, like I said, he was my best friend. Uh, and, of course, when we found out, we all grew up pretty quickly because this was really the first major death for a lot of us. And I think it was actually not even into summer vacation that year. Uh, I think it was April or May we got the news that he passed on. And then, probably a month later, was the funeral. And this is where the regret comes in. Uh, we had that option to speak at the funeral, share some good memories, stuff like that. Uh, a few kids wrote a poem. It was a nice service. Uh, but because I was too shy, I didn't get the chance to say goodbye. And I'm not going to lie, that haunted me for, let's see, uh, pretty much every, every now and then for the past, let's see, so it was 2008, oh, 12 years. <laughs> 12 years, I held on to that regret. <sighs> because, again, I never truly got to say goodbye until just recently. I never got out that anger, never got out that frustration that I had shortly after I just sort of passed on. It's like, okay, he's gone now. Gotta move on. 
that's the way it was. You know, it's just the way I was back then. You know, uh, I used to think that funerals should be a party. If they're a Christian, of course, you know, uh, because, you know, they're in heaven. Why would you have a pity party? Why would you dress in black, you know, and mourn when they're with Jesus? I hold on to that thought for the past three years. But now I realize I was wrong. You want to try to mourn earlier on so you aren't holding on to the anger, the frustration, the regrets. So you can actually look back on the time that you did have with that person. And remember the good times. Remember all the fun that you had. Now this just isn't about holding on to the bad memories of, you know, um, friends or loved ones that have passed on. This is about anything. Anything that you are holding on to that does not actually help you, that is setting you back, is it chasing after the wind? It's pointless. It, it truly is. And taking it from somebody who knows. And unfortunately, I'm still holding on to things because I'm very, not very early, but I'm in the middle of this process. Holding on to things of this nature, like holding on to that regret that I just said, that I had about my friend's funeral. Why am I holding on to something that I can't change? Why am I holding on to something that is holding me back from remembering all the fun that we had? In that short year, we had so much fun. But because I'm holding on to that regret, I can't remember the good times. Because that's the first freaking thing I think of whenever I look back. And like I said, it's pointless. It's a chasing after the wind. Holding on to that regret, holding on to that failure is not going to do you any good. It's going to cause you harm. And that's why this is so important. That's why it's important to let go, to get it out in the open so you can shine that light on it and actually do something about it. There's another instance of this. Uh, 
was 2012. So, let's see. Oh, four and a half years later. Uh, it might have been 2013. I don't know. Those years just sort of blur together for me. Not gonna lie. Um, again, still small town USA. Um, I grew up in a church that was on a decline. Excuse me. Um, my uncle preached there, and a few other friends of the family preached there. But, uh, for one reason or another, either the elders didn't think they were doing good enough of a job, or something unfortunately happened that got out into the public. And for appearance's sake, you know, they were let go. And then, there was one last hope. One last preacher turn it around. I could have turned it around. His name was Scott Brand. You may have seen him at church. You may not have. He's a good man. Definitely a man after God's own heart. He was a preacher that you could see Jesus in. A thing I've said before, uh, that, you know, we should be the light on a hill, that people should notice the difference in us. Scott Brand was that example. <laughs> Just by talking to him, you could tell Christ was in him. But, unfortunately, he also got cancer. And, again, a few months later, he passed on. And... What... I still hold on to with that, with, again, that short time that he was at our church, I think it was only nine months, not even a full year, he was there, and I may be wrong about that, but it was a short amount of time, um, yeah, he was a guy that could be friends with just about any anybody because he was easily able to find that common ground with somebody. So for me, it was once again Star Wars. <laughs> um, and And one Sunday, uh, out of appreciation, um, 
they gave him a lightsaber. Because again, Star Wars fan. Um, and he wasn't shy about it <laughs> at all. Um, and to be honest, neither was I. Because I am still uh, pretty nerdy. <laughs> so... Anyway, that Sunday, I just remember being so jealous. And again, I hold on to this for years. And the part that stings the most about this... Um, sitting in the back of the church and again I was jealous uh, at first I thought they said lifesavers I was like oh okay you know because I knew they said lightsaber you know uh, it was, you know one of those uh, like the sound effects and all that uh, they gave one to him and one of the elders at the church who uh, Scott was really good friends with. And again, I heard it correctly. I just didn't want to admit it. Because again, I was jealous. Um, because again, I was a huge Star Wars fan. And, I, and at that time, I just wanted to have Anything Star Wars. Just anything. Anything that I didn't have that I could get my hands on, I wanted it. But I couldn't have that. So, again, the jealousy kicked in. But the part of the story that when I was writing this down actually brought me to tears. Um, he called out to me. He said, hey, Thomas, which color is the good one? There's green, there's red. And I said, the green one. Somewhat angrily. he knew he knew which color was the good one and I know that he knew because I got a book of Star Wars trivia from him and I just called out because he just wanted to include me I can still remember the look on his face. There's pure joy. He had the fist up like, yes! You know? Again, he knew. That's the guy that Scott was. And the most ironic thing about it is I 
again, like uh, I said, I got a book of Star Wars trivia from him, that were rather from the family, I should say, after he passed, and also ended up getting that lightsaber, which has since been broken from overuse and a little bit of carelessness on my part. things where I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't hold on to it because every time I would look at it I would remember I would remember that Sunday morning it is better just let those things go and to hold on to it bottle it up let it fester yeah at the beginning it is going to be more painful because that wound hasn't healed yet but the longer you hold on the worse it's going to hurt and you eventually rip off that bandage. Because you've been holding on to that thing for years when you could have just remembered the good times. I'm not going to lie, this one's been difficult. It has been, because, again, this is an issue I'm still struggling with. There's still unturned rocks from my past. And even when I go back to, you know, write the journal, I'm scared of what I might find. So I try to avoid it or not write down as much each night because, again, I'm scared of what I'm going to find. I'm scared of that thing that is going to once again reduce me to tears because I know it's in there. I'm just not sure where. I'm also scared of that possibility of the one thing that is going to be oh so difficult to forgive. That's going to take a lot more effort and a lot more time for me to forgive. And that's why it's even more important I go through that and it's also even more important that I'm telling you this because you may be in that same situation if you're not that is absolutely incredible 
good for you. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's not fun <laughs> holding on to this stuff. And if you're not holding on to anything, rejoice. Say hallelujah and praise the Lord. But for those that are still holding on to something, even if it's something minor, it's something you probably forgot about. As it was written, there may be pain in the night, but joy will come in the morning. Good luck if you're on that road. And may God be with you.